welcome to episode number two of Project Fortify podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the fastest path to failure. And it's probably not what you think. You see, I actually want to start this off with a quick story. So in 2016, I actually lost over $160,000 of my own money. Um, we the business that we were in did about $2.7, $2.8 million in revenue that year, and we lost $160,000. Now, looking back, I can see exactly what happened, and I can see the exact reason. And what I don't want to have happen is that you go through the same struggles and make the same mistakes that I've made and that I've seen so many coaches and consultants make today. And so if you're a coach or consultant and you are looking to grow your business and you are looking to get out of the day-to-day and the operations and out of what we call in the weeds of your business, stay tuned because this episode is going to be for you. So this all started uh, 2016. I'm on my fourth company. Um, To be quite honest, I was a little cocky. I was a little arrogant. I had um, built, I had either started from scratch or taken over the operations in three different companies and sold them and had made a decent chunk of money for me at that age and for what I was doing in the industry I was working in. And, and so I had, made a, I had made a promise to myself that after I sold my third company, I was going to get completely out of that industry. It just wasn't an industry that served me well. Um, I had a, a, a bad falling out with a business partner when he bought me out. And it's interesting because I heard a quote from a mentor of mine. He says, most people in today's market, drowned due to too much opportunity, not due to lack of opportunity, right? I think back in 2008, 2009, right right as we entered the the Great Recession, and the big thing that I look back on is there wasn't a lot of opportunity for people. Well, that was not true for me at the time and in the industry that I was in. Um, I had gotten a call from an old contact of mine. This was 2016. Um, I was doing what I had loved at the time. I was full-time real estate investor. I was flipping houses. And it was actually where I met my, my wife was through a, uh, a real estate investment club. And um, I was full-time real estate investor. And I didn't want to get back into the industry that I was in. But one day I got a call from this guy named Clay. And Clay tells me, hey man, listen, the company that you had sold um, some about a year prior, the company that you had sold is, is no longer in business. And we have a lot of work and we'd love to give it to you. And so the NDA that I had with them, I could now go work in those areas because, well, quite frankly, that business was no longer around. He goes, yeah, we got a $3 million contract. I'd love to give it to you. Uh, Let me know if you're interested. And um, (laughs) I remember sitting in in the driver's seat of the truck that I was in. Um, My at the time girlfriend, now wife, Adrian, was sitting in the passenger seat. And I said, hey, I think we just landed a pretty big opportunity. Why don't we take a look at this and see if this is something that we can pursue? And so we go on, and the first of the, of the projects was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And so we decide to um, start this new venture together. And luckily for me, that the company that I had sold that had gone under, I was able to acquire all of the assets that I had previously sold for pennies on the dollar. And um, there had been something that happened in the industry that, allowed, that made that company go under and a few other companies go under basically overnight. And so I was able to go in and for pennies on the dollar, acquire my old assets that I had sold as well as a few other companies' assets. And um, that's really what we call alchemy nowadays 
is where uh, I was able to buy something back that I had previously made a profit on for significantly cheaper than I had uh, originally sold it for. So basically, it was like spinning gold out of thin air. And so I now have all of these assets and I have all these tools and materials and trucks and trailers. And um, we head out to Albuquerque. And I'll tell you what, from day number one, I knew something was going wrong. Um, Within the first two weeks, we had some crazy, crazy things happen. And one of the craziest things that happened um, was one of my employees, he was the head, uh, the kind of the project manager, kind of the number one foreman for me. And it was wild because he just kind of disappeared one day. In that industry, you know, I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking, man, he went out to go to, to, go to a job site to get some work done, fell off the tower. He's no longer around. I'm thinking the worst, right? Like this is all going through my head. And this is day 13, day 14 of this new business venture. We're in the middle of Albuquerque. And at the time, we had lived in this pretty large house that we had found on Airbnb. And we had a lot of the guys that were working with me staying there. And it was a lot cheaper than doing hotels. About two days of this guy being gone, I don't know, it's 12.30, 1, 2, 3 in the morning, some, some early, late night, early morning. Um, my wife and I are upstairs in the master suite. And all of a sudden, I hear all of this commotion going on downstairs. And it gets louder and just more chaotic and more crazy. 30 seconds goes by. 45 seconds goes by. A minute goes by. And it's just chaos downstairs. And so I go running down the stairs. I'm probably in a, my boxers or a robe. I don't remember. But I go running down the stairs Come to find out the guy that had uh, two days earlier disappeared had gone on a complete and absolute binger. He was on all kinds of drugs, showed back up at the house completely high as a kite. And I mean, he was talking of like ripping his cell phone apart because people are following him and tracking him and he doesn't really understand what's going on. And so he's trying to get violent with some of the employees that I had in the house. And he like climbed in one of the guy's windows while he was sleeping. And it was just, it was, it was, a, it was a crazy chaotic nightmare. And that was how this whole journey of my fourth company started. And that was basically how the rest of the journey went. Um, I became so stuck in the day to day, putting out all of these little fires Dealing with things like this guy who shows back up at the house and then over the next three, four days, you know, getting him some help and making sure he gets into the right hands and all of these problems, one after another, after another, after another. And maybe I should have taken it as a sign. It was probably God telling me like, hey, man, you're going the wrong direction. And I just wasn't wasn't having it. I wasn't listening. And things were just going wrong one after the other, one after the other. And so, you know, we were in business for nine months that time, a very short period of time. And in that nine months, we were on track to do $2.7, $2.8 million that year. And I was upside down $160,000 by the end of this. The crazy part was, was looking back, I spent absolutely zero time working on my business and helping move my business forward. I was just focused on, let's get this job done. Let's get this next job done. How do we get this job completed? How do we move over here and get this job done? And I was so focused on getting the jobs done and accomplishing the goal that I actually lost sight of why we were doing this. And, you know, it's no, should come to you as no surprise that the relationship with my then girlfriend, thankfully now wife, Adrian, it was rocky, man. And we were struggling. We were having a hard time. We were fighting. There were problems. There were issues. And I was just so consumed 
by my business, by the opportunities that I had had, that I was literally sacrificing everything else. My finances, uh, my relationships, my health was on, on the back burner. Um, so much so that there was one day that we had gone to the grocery store to grab some dinner or something. And um, I walked back into our house and I'll never forget it. You know, we have to pull up this dirt road uh, to get to this house. We, 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 we drive up this dirt road and um, Adrian was driving at the time. And I remember feeling a little shaky. Maybe I'm not feeling well. Maybe I need some water. Maybe I'm dehydrated. I have no idea at this point. And so I get out of the car, out of the Jeep we were in, and I'm, I'm walking into the house. And I remember walking through the door. And all of a sudden, everything goes dark, and I completely collapse on the floor. I remember waking up and saying, I can't feel my legs, I can't feel my arms. And to be honest, I thought I was having a heart attack. I thought I was in a place, I was 25, 26 years old. I thought, that's it. I've never felt anything like that before in my life. And um, I had to be rushed to the hospital on a gurney that night, and I spent the next 18, 20, 24 hours in the hospital as they were doing all these tests. And I remember distinctly waking up two more times. Once as we were, I was being rushed on the gurney, um, taken from the front door down the steps across some of the dirt pathway to get into the ambulance. And um, there was an older gentleman who lived down the road. His name was Andy. And he had come running up the hill in his car to figure out, man, why is there an ambulance cruising up our, our, our mountain road right now? And so I remember momentarily seeing Andy and um, he's telling me, like, hey, man, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine, kind of comforting me a little bit. And then I remember waking up in the hospital with um, all these patches and everything, all these EKGs kind of strapped to my chest. And that was all I really remember the entire time. Come to find out, I wasn't having a heart attack, thank goodness. But what had happened was my central nervous system had completely shut down because I was so focused on putting out these fires and dealing with the people and that, that short nine, you know, nine months, just shy of 10 months, you know, we had a crew of between 20 and 30 people at any given point. And over those short, that short time, I'd hired and fired over 60 people looking for the right people that could actually help come save my business. When in reality, I was too stuck in the weeds and too stuck in the day to day and too stuck into everything that it literally shut my, my central nervous system down because I was unable to get out of the business and focus on the things that, quite frankly, is going to drive the business forward and move the business forward. I was stuck in the day, not in the future. And all of the business owners that I know and all of the successful business owners that I've worked with, the goal for them is to live in the future. And this isn't like some Marty McFly, back to the future, what's up, doc kind of thing. And in reality, they should be planning six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months out. Not in the day-to-day of like having to find Zoom links or like, you know, running Facebook ads or whatever, the goal was just to simply be out of the day-to-day for most people. And so a lot of times you are stuck in too much opportunity. And for me, I was stuck in too much opportunity. I was stuck in the day-to-day. More work, more work, more work. I was getting more opportunities and more work and more work and more work. And before you knew it, I just couldn't see straight. I couldn't see past the jobs. I couldn't see past the work that was in front of me. And I see this all the time with, with clients that I work with. I have one client, um, and this is a client that I work one-on-one with, where I'm second in command in the company. This is over the last 18 months. We've been working together closely for about a year now. And there's so much opportunity around this individual. Like, it's literally being thrown at his feet. 
Like most people, when you see money thrown at your feet or opportunity thrown at your feet, you're going to want to pick it up. The fastest path to failure is to have too much opportunity and you're so stuck in the day-to-day that you can't see straight. And sometimes this is too much opportunity. Sometimes this is uh, you don't have the right systems, you don't have the right process, maybe you don't have the right people, but you're still stuck in the now and in the day-to-day. So with this individual that I'm telling you about, Once we got rid of the distractions, once we got rid of all the opportunities and just focused on the few opportunities that were going to move the needle the most, within 60 days of getting them hyper-focused, we literally 4X their profit margin. I'm I'm going to say that one more time. We 4X their profit margin by simply getting him focused on the biggest levers in his business and putting the most amount of pressure we could possibly put on those big levers. And now he can go out and focus on what's coming up next. What are the next moves that we're making? What's the next corner we need to navigate around? What are the things in the marketplace that are opportunities that are not going to distract and take away from and push people back into the internal working or the, 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 the day-to-day, the insides of that business. So the fastest path to failure is too much opportunity, not enough focus, and simply not enough time or resource to go around to all of the opportunity. And if you want to fail, take on everything that comes your way. And if you want to win, the one way to win is to be super hyper-focused on the things that move the needle. The cheesy analogy, and as you guys listen to this podcast more and more, I am full of cheesy analogies. And so the cheesy analogy that I have for this is if, if I wanted to cut a piece of metal and the only two options that I have on the table are a high-powered laser and a floodlight, maybe like one of the lights that I'm using right here in the studio, which one of those is going to cut through the metal? It's the laser focus, right? And they might have the same watts. They might have the same amps. So what's the difference between the high-powered floodlight and the high-powered laser? It's the focal point, the focus point. And once you do that, man, you can cut through the market. You can cut through the noise. And you can have the ability to actually grow your business because all of your resources are pointed in the right direction. All right, cheesy analogy number two. All right, so if you've ever been in like Mortal Kombat or played Mortal Kombat, you can't be in Mortal Kombat unless you're like some TV show, but if you've ever played the game Mortal Kombat, there's this move and it's called a Hadouken. What it is, is it's like a little energy ball that gets pushed in the same direction and it, it's, it's deadly to the opponents, right? In, in that thing. And if you had the Hadouken and you were able to do that, man, you won that match, almost guaranteed. And it's the same thing. Business is the same thing. It's taking all of your resources and everything that you have and pushing them in the right direction, mainly the same direction, and not spreading your resources, spreading your finances, spreading your team so thin, cheesy analogy number three, that it's almost like not enough butter on toast. Because what happens is you get distracted from the actual goal, just like I was in my own business in 2016. I was distracted from the actual goal because I was so focused on the things that were happening on the the hamster wheel of the day-to-day. And that hamster wheel that I'm referring to, cheesy analogy number four, I think, man, that might even be a record, but that cheesy, the cheesy analogy of the, of the uh, operational hamster wheel, the hamster wheel of the day-to-day 
it will literally keep you stuck as a business owner. And so if you don't have things in place to get out of the day-to-day, to have the right infrastructure, to support the right people, to get the right data, to be able to troubleshoot when things go wrong, that is the fastest way that you are going to end up on the other side of your business looking back going, man, if I would have just stayed focused, if I would have just done these things, if I would have just found a way to create the Hadouken in my own business, then you wouldn't be in that situation of regret. And so I just, I, I, I say this to you guys right now because I know what it feels like to go through the business, to go through the day-to-day, to be in that chaos and overwhelm, so much so to the point that my body physically caved and physically gave in. I don't want you to experience that because my goal for you is that you have the ability to get out of your business, focus on the things that move the needle and leave the rest for your team to handle, for your process and for your procedures to take care of. And if you don't have those things in place, man, keep on listening because we're going to reveal all of these secrets. I'm just giving you some backstory. I'm giving you some understanding of where we're coming from. And so if you don't have those things in place, keep on listening uh, to the coming episodes. And we're going to go through and reveal all of those things, show you exactly how we do it. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.